Hi everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the Chicago Techies Podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. This season, we'll be focusing on students looking to enter or entering the Chicago Tech community. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher-Bernitez. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I am joined by Dylan Chappell, aspiring software developer and recent computer science grad from Northern Illinois University. Hi, Dylan. It's so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for responding to a stranger's note on LinkedIn. I am really <laughs> glad that you are uh, here with me talking. Um, I, um, I'm really excited for you to join this episode of the, the Chicago Techies podcast. Um, I'm really excited to talk about your experience and your career trajectory and, you know, this path as you transition to the tech community. So why don't we get started with the, with the podcast? And um, can you tell me your name, your pronouns, uh, where you're from, and maybe even your current role, if you have one? Right. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Um, my name is Dylan. Uh, pronouns he, him. Uh, what else did you say? <laughs> uh, where, where you're from and your current role. From, okay. I'm from Antioch, Illinois. Uh, and my current role is as a parts delivery driver for Napa. Awesome. Okay. So I, I know that this is definitely not what you want to be doing. You want to go into the Chicago. How did you guess that now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I mean, we just met and I have my powers. <laughs> okay. So let's start with your high school experience. Like I'm, I'm really curious about how that was. Um, where did you go to high school? High school. I went to Antioch Community High School. Um, my experience there was, I'd say about average, you know, shy high school student, just trying to do their best because they think it's going to matter. And then, hey, in college, it really doesn't. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I did find that I was very good at math and science. So I kind of leaned into that as I transitioned towards college. Um, aside from that, I feel like I was just barely a hair away from being like a theater kid, but you know, that that's a side, that's side plot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love that. Actually, my brother-in-law was a theater kid throughout college and throughout high school. And now he's a software engineer. So there's definitely a lot of the ways that you can, you can still for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So so, uh, you know, your experience was average. I feel like mine was pretty average too. But um, so once you graduated high school, where you get into that your senior year, um, did, did you already kind of have an idea what you wanted to do, you know, as far as like going to what school and choosing a major? Like what was your process to, to getting to where you wanted to go? Well, <laughs> um, first of all, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I was pretty much cast into the ocean of possibilities that told to, hey, make the decision for your whole life at 17. (laughs) And um, I ended up going with mechanical engineering at first because I thought, hey, I love building stuff. I love science. So yeah, that'll be perfect. Uh, First two years in, I realized, wow, this is not for me. And at that point, I was floundering. Uh, And then I went to CLC, where I eventually got my associates, but that's future stuff. Um, And I took a software development class 
in Visual Studio, and I, it turns out I loved it. Before that, I thought I would hate it because I was like, oh, it's just typing. No, I can't do that. <laughs> but um, I like the idea of like building this puzzle where you can control how the pieces look, I guess. That's the way I like to describe it when someone asks me what I do, but yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, so for the people that don't know, what is CLC? CLC is College of Lake County, and it's a community college in Grays Lake, Illinois. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually went to a community college too before I transferred to NIU, which uh, that's where you went to after, right? <laughs> I actually went to NIU and CLC kind of at the same time. I went to NIU because um, some of my uh, dad's side of the family went there and they were alums. So um, I was like, oh, wow, that's a good, that's a good choice. And then CLC was for like, um, prerequisites like English, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's super smart to, honestly, I actually was talking this to my, with my wife earlier today in the car when we we're driving, we're like, you know what? Like when we have kids, I think we should definitely like make them lean toward community college first and then you know make them have those decisions to go into uh, a university or where they want to transfer because it's just also so much like you know cheaper <laughs> for I wish I would have like actually gone to community college before um actually going to NIU and staying there because I feel like I would have gotten a better sense of what I wanted to do yeah but, yeah agreed now, um, as far as like your college experience at CLC or at NIU even, um, were you have you had any sort of involvement with any other groups that might have shaped your vision about what was what was right for you rather than just that class? Or did you have any other kind of involvement with with student groups? Um, when I first started out, they put me in a living learning community um, and it was for like STEM fields and as it turns out, the neighbors that I had on that uh, living learning community floor were really good friends, <laughs> and they kind of helped me to like get into stuff. They kind of supported me when I didn't know an answer to a question, or even just if like we wanted to hang out, you know, I could be a nerd with them. You know? And where was this living and learning community? Was it at NIU or was it at? It was at NIU, um, Grant Towers. Shout out to anyone who lived in Grant Towers. I was an RA at Grant Towers. <laughs> yes. A4. <laughs> um, yes, C12. I was an RA my senior year there. And um, and I lived in Grant uh, with my, you know, 50 freshman students <laughs> back then. Um but yeah, I didn't realize that uh, Grant was now sort of like they had these kind of groups where it was like living and learning communities. I had no idea that was kind of how it was done now. That's really that's kind of exciting, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, so you have recently graduated from NIU, right? Like in the past couple yes. of months. So congrats on that. That's awesome. It's a big accomplishment. Um, I'm curious about any like resources that you might have used for transitioning out of NIU. Like, have you... Um, you know, I guess whether whether was that like student groups on campus or like meetups or events or anything that has kind of guided you as you transition out of college and looking into your first role? Or do you have any resources around that? 
I don't have any resources for that, Cece. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, this is great. No, this is great. Trying to figure like, it out as I go. Yeah, it's... no, and absolutely. I feel like this this is kind of like the reason why I wanted to create this kind of this podcast because I feel like there are so many students out there that just like are were not properly advised in the things that they need to really be involved with and the things that they should be looking for. Um, and you know, internships. That's like another big thing that for the most part, and you does like does a decent job at telling us like when we have like when there are some like you know career fairs and whatnot but it's also really intimidating to go to career fair alone and like not sure really what you want to do next but you know I feel like as someone that is going to stem a stem role I feel like you know there should be a little more support from either campuses or from like student groups themselves like to educate students about what's next so I guess in this in this uh, topic of internships like did you apply for any internships or have you, how did you navigate like trying to figure out like, how should I make money <laughs> before, before I go into my senior year or at least like, how should I, what should I do before I can get that first entry level position? As it turns out, I didn't apply for any internships because like I've heard on your podcast a couple times now, um, uh, I was told to only do school and no work, mm-hmm. just school, just graduate. You'll j- get a job within the first two months. Then the first two months go by six months. <laughs> yeah, oh, unfortunately, that is the way that I mean, at least for my family, you know, my family was the one that was very insisting of me not not even worrying about work yet because you all your, your job is school and that's what you used to do. But, like, I get it comes from a place of love, like they want you to succeed, but I don't think they realize that that's not how that works. Like, it's. Yeah, and, and it's you have to find out now on your own. And it's I'm assuming that this has been a challenge for you. Um, I no. what... <laughs> So tell me about like you know how you at least got this role that you 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 said napa right that's where you're working with auto parts so um how did you come about that role i guess or just randomly apply or how are you because there might be an opportunity for you to maybe leverage that and ask if there are any entry-level positions as a software engineer but have you thought about doing something like that and talking to your manager about it or how are you navigating at least that role and that experience before you go into a software engineering role I actually kind of leveraged that experience with a project that me and a group did in college. Like we were able to put together a database with uh, MySQL queries, um, PHP, uh, HTML, JavaScript, all that. And we put together like a auto parts database with like a login system, a parts query, Um, And I feel like if I could, like, show someone that I could do that, then it would really help out with, like, if I could get somewhere with this company. But I feel like this is more of a a means to an end right now, meaning, like, oh, I need money right now. So I don't know. It's hard because, like, I want to, like, apply myself, but I also have to work at the job that I'm doing, which gives me no time to do anything else. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, 
it's been, I'm assuming has been very challenging to try to transition out of this role and go into an engineering role. Um, so I guess in that topic of challenges, like what is really the most challenging thing? Are you having trouble kind of like reaching recruiters or are you, are you just not actively applying? Like what is one of the things that you're noticing that is really like something that you should be doing that you're not maybe not doing yet or something that is just not working out for you? to like list off the things that I do do I like apply to at least five jobs a day like I give myself that goal usually it's like 10 but I give myself five just to be realistic um I check my email like every hour to make sure like oh are they getting back to me or not usually they don't get back to me at all and when they do get back to me it's oh we're moving forward with other applicants um yeah which it's kind of like demoralizing, you know? And another theme that I've noticed from your podcast is imposter syndrome, which I can relate to that, certainly. Um, something that I feel like I could do would be to like build a website with the things that I've made on my own, like my own digital portfolio, which I am trying to do that now in any free time that I get. So aside from that, I'm really not sure what more I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, I, I'm with you. It's soul sucking when you're not hearing from, <laughs> back from, uh, from recruiters or when you just even, you know, when they just say, sorry, we're moving forward with other candidates, I think. And that's really, it, it's really, it's really difficult when you don't have um, an internship experience because sometimes they already are looking for that for someone that already has some type of internship experience that can just like fit right in. But like, it's difficult because not everybody has that opportunity and not everybody has that experience. So um, I feel like there's, there's a little gap there between um, recruiters and entry-level roles. Um, you know, how really equitable are you? Like, because if you're only, if you're going to only be hiring for people that are, that have this background of an internship experience for one or two years, then you're leaving out a whole percentage more that didn't have this luxury to be able to go to, um, to an internship and that might not be their fault you know something might have happened at home something might have happened to them like there there's just a, a wide variety of reasons why people don't go into internships and now have trouble finding their first like chance essentially also i i noticed that you said um you mentioned imposter syndrome from my previous you know conversations with other people in the podcast and i would not lie this is the first time i'm hearing uh, white guy say this like and, and admit this that they are you know that they have this imposter syndrome and they are you know that this is a, obviously something of a challenge and a little bit of a you know of a not necessarily a setback but it's something that you often think about so I appreciate you being super honest with me in this first conversation um I don't I don't hear this often from a lot of white guys to be honest um it's I mean, something that they don't share much I think it's important to like let people know that no matter who you are, you can, you can do it. It's just, it sucks when you're constantly just being, what's the word? You're in denial. <sighs> <Out, CC. laughs> <laughs> um, it sucks when your applications are just being like thrown in the toss out pile and you're just getting ghosted by these companies. And it sucks when you see like, fellow students who you just see like 
coding away, not even looking at the screen in your class when you're like, I can barely like write a MySQL query. Like it, it's hard, but you know, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have you, what have you done as far as like personal projects to kind of like, you know, keep yourself busy and kind of keep yourself like, I guess in some ways, like prepare your, you know, your resume and stuff for these opportunities. Well, I like to, I like building like mini games. Like I've built the breakout game where like you have a paddle and a ball and then like bricks at the top and you just bounce it up and down. Um, I built snake. Uh, I've, I remember I had to, I should have paid more attention in the data structures and algorithms class because that's really useful as it turns out. So I've been going over that and like making maze generators using a backtracking algorithm. Um, my next goal is to make something that solves that maze that was just generated. Um, so it's stuff like that that I do to keep myself busy and like really reinforce the things that I've learned and uh, maybe learn something new. Yeah. So I, I like that, that you're into games, building, building games and stuff. I, I don't, I mean, I myself have never really tried to code anything. I think I tried maybe like Ruby at one point to try to like build uh, an Ruby? app. Yeah, I was trying to run. <laughs> um, but what actually, on that note of languages, coding languages, what are you familiar with? What languages have you been practicing with? What are you doing? Um, I, I've kind of made it a point to try and know all of them at least a little bit because I feel like once you learn one really well all the other ones kind of come to you like much easier so at NAU they started me with C++ um, then I moved on to Java and then Python, um, PHP, HTML. Uh, my favorites are probably Python, JavaScript, and Java? Java and C++ are like tied. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are actually, I know you just laughed, but there are actually a lot of Ruby shops in Chicago, a lot, a lot of companies that are that are coding in Ruby. Um, so that's always something to to look at. Uh, and also, believe it or not, uh, Go. Golang is taking up also a lot. Uh, a lot of uh, companies too. are doing it. I actually used, so I used to work um, at, at a company called Innova and I was doing... Um, learning and development sort of for for uh, for software engineering and we had this internal um they had this internal like coding bootcamp essentially before you went into a production team so you actually would be paid you know for for the first six weeks four to six weeks sometimes eight depending on your level but you would actually be there um full-time just doing this these exercises that had nothing to do with the company. They were just like Ruby. So you would be basically teaching yourself Ruby um, before you actually move to the production team. There are actually a few companies that do that in Chicago that they will, you know, onboard you to learn their language before you actually touch any production code and any code. Um, and obviously there's a lot of, also a lot of legacy code, which is, I hear very, oh. very... Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm um, actually on that topic of like you know startups and and uh, and organizations and and whatnot in Chicago. 
you're in the suburbs. You're, you're, you live there mainly, right? Um, yeah. Have you had any interest in potentially moving either away or even just to the city to um, to work there at a startup? Or what, what are your plans? Where are you applying? Just curious. I'd actually really much rather live in the middle of a cornfield, um, just in a box, you know, coating on like a piece of corn or something. <laughs> Seriously, though, um, I, I would love to go to the city. I think the city is beautiful. Um, I, I'd never really got to go there much aside from like a field trip here and there, or like a trip to the art museum with my girlfriend. Um, but I, I'd love to move there, like even get involved in the community somehow, because that's also something I never really got to do that I've always been really interested in. Yeah. And honestly, um, I actually wanted to share a couple of resources with you because I, I think you would benefit from them if you don't know them already. But there, so I'm assuming you know about Slack, right? Slack um, has, you know, a lot of different workspaces for a lot of like, you know, a lot of companies use it. But also there's also a lot of community groups that use it. And one of them is... Um, Chicago, the Chicago tech community, like Chicago tech is, um, you know, they have a Slack, they have their, a lot of channels about um, job searching, and you can introduce yourself, there's people that talk about fitness and events, and, you know, diversity, and, you know, remote work and software architecture. So there's, obviously, there's a lot of strangers and community there that I think would be a resource for you that you you might be able to, um, to make connections and maybe find, you know, even a role. So I will definitely send you uh, an invite to that Chicago tech slack. There's others, um, other, you know, workspaces like the code for Chicago. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely selling code for Chicago in every call or every 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 podcast that I do with a lot of the students because technically like this is a really great way to get some experience. So Code for Chicago is uh, a brigade, a chapter of Code for America, where I used to work, actually. Um, so uh, Code for Chicago, it basically is a nonprofit. And essentially, you know, they're under, they're, um, they're sp- sponsored by Code for America. But they is a group of, of just coders, a group of um, not just coders, but also like designers and uh, product and project managers um, and just people that want to help. So they have two leaders or I believe two or more than more than two. There's like five leaders, um, Ryan and, and a bunch of others that are um, leading essentially the group and they take on pro bono work from nonprofits and from other uh, or any other organization or maybe sometimes even the city of Chicago themselves um, to do some cool projects like for instance, right now we have one with the uh, Chicago Food Depository um, to just build them this like Ooh. mapping project that they're going to use for their website. Um, we also did, a, a, well, they did. I haven't really done much. I've just been helping with their social media. But um, others have done um, like other, there's sort of other cool projects. Like we, we did a project with the, um, oh my God, uh, there's a Chicago um, group that focused on educating people on, uh, cannabis and that so that we help them build their website and they're essentially a nonprofit now. Um, so they do a lot of really cool projects and help code away, you know, or even just design things for um, nonprofits and, and, and whatnot. And anyone can join. So you could start building like your get your GitHub or your or any other projects and showcase what you do with this group. And that is essentially an internship experience, essentially. is that necessarily a fully paid internship experience because it's pro bono, but at least you're getting a lot of context and you're getting a lot of practice and all this stuff. So I would recommend um, taking a look. Uh, they actually are meeting 
right now, <laughs> every Thursday at seven, they meet and, and I'm actually hoping to join the next one, but um, we meet every, and they do an onboarding session for new volunteers for anyone that wants to join every Thursday as well. So would I would also send you a link to that meetup because you don't have to be in Chicago to attend right now since everything is virtual. So you can start kind of like getting familiar with the Chicago tech community and where everybody works and some of the companies. Um, I think that would be very helpful for you if, if, if you're interested in it at all whatsoever in that yeah that sounds awesome i wish i could be in two places at once because that sounds like a really good time <laughs> i know i'm sorry i just i could today is the only how day dare work. you take up my time <laughs> <laughs> today is the only day that worked for me this week and i i kind of had a you know you, you know the whole story but um, I but yeah i'll invite you to and i'll, I'll share links to all of those because i think that you know, you should be able to have this in this experience. You should be able to see what's out there and, and like be aware of like how the Chicago Tech community is operating and stuff. There are, there's also meetup, you know, meetup.com is a good place to find groups that are like-minded. I mean, I, I remember when I first started in the tech community, I decided to go to all the tech meetups I could find. And I was usually the only girl or the only person of color there. Um, it was a little intimidating, but I learned so much. Like they had, you know, they had a some, so the JavaScript guys, you know, had a one-on-one, -on -one, like a, a, a class, a Java one-on-one class. So I went to that and learned about it. There were others that had like Python 101, Ruby 101 and all of that. So I, I enjoyed at least kind of networking with a lot of different people at those meetups so you said you're not really much in Chicago but at least like right now some of them are virtual so you could potentially attend some of those meetups if they are meeting right now so um I'll send you a bunch of links that, that might be of interest to you okay I appreciate that yeah of course so now obviously like we're getting toward the goals section of this of this podcast so I'm curious about you know obviously other than getting a job in as an entry-level software engineer, um, what are some of the goals? Or maybe, or do you have any, are you open to any other positions like QA engineering or anything else that um, that you like to know, you know, curious to, to learn more about your goals? I do have some goals. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I have been trying to make games. Um, uh, video games have been like part of my life, my whole life. Started with a PS2 playing Spider-Man. It was awesome. Um, and I quickly got into Halo and Bungie became my favorite game development company. And I love what they do. They do a lot of community outreach. Um, they have actually helped raise money uh, for fundraisers that go towards like Black Lives Matter and and pride organizations and um they make one of my favorite games now destiny and working for them would be an absolute dream come true um obviously that's a, a big goal um my low tier goal right now is to get into a company that focuses on um green energy because my minor is in environmental science mm. um I think it's really important. So I would love to get involved with something that actually helps with the environment. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, I'm not really sure I'm not or super familiar with any any companies or startups in Chicago that are kind of doing this kind of work. But I will be on the lookout because 
that's pretty special. I think that's um, says a lot about a person. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that. Um, you know, I actually did want to ask one more thing that I completely forgot to ask earlier, but um, I, I noticed in your, you know, in, in your LinkedIn that you have gone through a lot of hurdles in your life. And, and one of them, you know, is, is dealing with type one diabetes. Um, and obviously like insurance costs, I'm assuming that it's not cheap. You know, it's, it's, it's it's a problem. (laughs) Healthcare is a problem in this, in this country, but, um, can you speak more about that experience for you and how that has kind of affected you as, you know, as a student, as a young person, really, that is just trying to make it in this world? Yeah. So, um, I was diagnosed when I was like five. So obviously like a lot to throw at someone at that age, but at the same time, it didn't really register. So for me, it just kind of became the normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it started becoming more of a problem socially, I guess, not really for like good friends, but like, you know, the people that you really don't want to have in your life they started like pointing out, oh, your, your fingers, they have like weird marks on them. Or like, oh, what are you doing with that, weirdo? Um, even a teacher one time was like, don't play games in class. Um, <laughs> when I was like checking my blood glucose. Um, so obviously a little bit of a, a bullying target, but I, again, I, I didn't let that bother me too much because I, I don't think those kind of opinions even warrant any space in your brain. Um, obviously, the the medical costs can be a lot. Um, if I didn't have my family supporting me with their insurance, I would probably have to be rationing insulin like a lot of diabetics have to do in this country. Um, sorry <laughs> it's it's something that gets me you know the yeah, idea no. of that. thank you I, I appreciate you sharing um this I know it, it can be hard I I have uh well I had because he passed but I had a, a, a an uncle that was dealing with the same um and also then he obviously he was also dealing with something else with um with other diseases but um he passed uh, earlier this year or last year uh, late last year, like in November, I, I believe. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he, he you know, he lived a, a pretty long life and he, um, I got to say goodbye. I was able to go see him in, in Mexico because he actually lives in California, but it just so happens that he was traveling. He went to Mexico over the summer and, or, or fall. And that's when he really started getting sick, but he was supposed to be there for a month on vacation and his health just took a turn and he was not yeah. able to get out of it. Like it just, you know, my they called my mom and they said you need to get here, like because I think we don't think it's gonna be far, like it, it maybe a couple of months, a couple of weeks, but um, that just really shook the entire family. Like he was supposed to be out on vacation and he was doing okay, um, but it just kind of came out of nowhere that the other things he had, um, he had Parkinson's as well. So it was that was another one that was really um, spreading and yeah. So it's it was a it's, I, I definitely there's a lot of challenges for people with diabetes and, um, and any really other diseases because healthcare here is not something, but that's, 
that's for another day. That's another big topic. Um, we're talking about, about tech here. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you opening up and, and sharing that with me. I, I mean, um, I mean, it, in my opinion, it's not been all bad. I've kind of taken it as like a a path to be more responsible with my life. Like I'm able to watch my health much better because it was just the norm for me when I was younger. I'm able to um, really find good people because I've kind of gotten a, a scent for that, you know, after dealing with so many of the bad ones. But um, yeah, but I try to not see all the negatives and try to make some positive out of it. Absolutely. And yeah, that's that's really the best way to look at life in general, right? Um, okay, well, this has been a pleasure and I really, really appreciate it. I loved you. this. I love this too. I mean, we just met and now we're going to be best friends. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so, I, you know, I would love for people to connect with you. For anyone that is interested in learning about your experience or even just talking more or connecting, um, where can people find you? Do you have LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, email, whatever you want to share? Do you have any of those? Uh, all the above. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, how uh, about LinkedIn. you send me all of those and I put them in the show notes so that people can definitely connect with you because why not? You're a cool, super cool dude. And I would love to be your friend. And if you're ever- I'm in also Chicago, very humble, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, so humble. Well, if you're ever in Chicago for whatever reason, let me know. And I'll be happy to chat and have some coffee and maybe take you to 1871. I don't know if you've ever heard of 1871. But 1871 is one of the biggest tech hubs in Chicago. There is like with almost what 500 developing companies inside of it, um, startups. That sounds that awesome. I would, okay, so wait, <laughs> we need to talk about 1871 then. You haven't, you, I think there's a lot of things in Chicago that I think would be amazing for you. Um, so 1871 is one of my favorite places in Chicago to go work or just hang out because they also have a lot of events and it's huge. It's basically at the Merchandise Mart in Chicago, which is this big ass building, excuse my language, this big building that has a lot of companies inside and even companies that are already pretty big that are just renting space there because it's essentially like uh, this amazing ecosystem of of tech in Chicago. So definitely look up 1871 uh, Chicago, the building, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. But I think we can go and have coffee there when you when you're here in Chicago and um and we'll 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 try to get you that job. So for anyone listening, if you're having hiring entry any entry level roles for software engineering, um hey, if anyone's got us, some of the jobs like get us up. <laughs> um I'm here. Yeah, Please. I honestly seriously, send me your resume. I will send it to some of my friends and see what we can do, but let's try to let's try to get you to Chicago. I think you I think you really you really need to come to Chicago and and really see. I think that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. You that's this is where you belong. You belong in Chicago. So, let's work on getting you that role and um and and go from there. But yes, let's do coffee soon, okay? Coffee. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks again. I loved being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Chicago Techies on all social media channels. Thank you again, and we'll see you in two weeks.